This podcast is brought to you by Golden Cricket Protein Bars. Golden Cricket utilizes the most sustainable protein source on the planet, crickets. Yes, the insects. And it comes in a delicious flavor of peanut butter, chocolate banana. It's my favorite. You already know. Why crickets? Because they're 65% protein by weight, and they have more nutrients and use less water than literally any other protein source. So go to goldencricket.com and use promo code EATON for 10% off. Also, we are brought to you by Joker Designs, J-O-K-R Designs on Instagram. Go check them out. It is the best bong in the history of bongitude. I smoke mine and t- uh, f- full of CBD flour all of the days, every day. Uh, available. You can buy all of the modular pieces. I'm waiting for someone to grow a pair and show me the double perked Joker bong. Uh, because that would be just a gangster-ass move to have four chambers instead of three. It's already a long bong. Make it longer. Uh, that's the dream. Uh, and now it's time to get highly social. Uh, welcome to 2023, New Year, same me, uh, still being awesome. And I'm joined, started by our very first guest on the show. He's back. It's John Carden. Me. It's him. Wow. Me. Uh, I'll take my helmet off. You don't have to. It's uh, it's uh, pretty cool. It's okay. It's a tough thing being a gladiator. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure. Fighting for the emperor and shit. Fighting for the emperor. You know, I had something that I really wanted to talk about with you today. Oh, and that real? is an incredible film uh, starring a brilliant cast. Don't fucking do it, dude. Nah, don't uh, do it. Available on Netflix. Came out in 2022. Oh. Uh, it was called The Gray Man. And John loves that film and says it's one of his favorite action movies. It's a horrible fucking movie. Why? Why? It's not. It's not. It's a great movie. Yeah, I like how you kept this to the vest, too. <laughs> yeah. Because you knew I would be heated the whole way over here. <laughs> yep. Knowing I was going to have to fucking talk <laughs> yep. about this shitty-ass fucking movie. It's not shitty, dog. It's incredible. It's so bad. Let me make my points. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch it and don't listen to this argument. But if, if you have, I'm right and you're about to agree with me. Ryan Gosling has the personality of a motherfucking tree slug. You're crazy. I mean... It, it, what do you mean? He is, is the wettest of blankets I'm sorry, in everything ever he's ever been in. Demure? I haven't seen him smile since Remember the Titans. Uh, who's smiling while they're doing murder? Oh, yeah. The antagonist, Chris Evans. Brilliant. The dude that overacts the shit. You, you tell me you're going to get Captain America yes! to be your bad guy. Yes! And then he's got to try so hard to make you believe he's bad that he's fucking completely neurotic. He's the baddest of the bad guys. No. What kind of bad guys do you want in movies, John? He's oh, a I'm fucking... a reasonable bad guy. I avoid my taxes and only do light He comes felonies. across like a staples manager on a fucking killing spree. Like there is nothing. He's like an IT guy that lost his shit. No, he was a he was recruited to oh, be he was a gray a rogue man. assassin. He was going to be a gray man himself, just like Ryan Gosling. But in this crazy program of men that are kind of black ops agents, but they're a little bit good, but they come out of prison and so they train them a little bit. But instead of him being able to do that, he said they had no impulse control, and his moral compass was fucked, and he didn't even last six months, and so he went into the private sector for money. And I bought. None of that. You have to buy it. I bought none of it. He told you it. It's the truth. Unless they give you a reason to doubt. Chris Evans gave me every reason to doubt. What about that mustache doesn't say I'm a sociopath capable of terrible murder? Freddie Mercury. Great mustache. AIDS. 
So what? He AIDS. wasn't a sociopath. AIDS. AIDS. All right. All right. Hold AIDS. on. Hold on. Hold on. Since we're doing this. Since we're doing this. Chris Evans gets mad at his bodyguards, this, his henchmen, for not doing a good enough job. And he looks at their dead bodies on the ground and he goes, morons. And then he shoots their dead oh, bodies and oh, I'm kicks sorry. them. I'm sorry. You mean, he, awesome. you mean he overacts? What person is going to shoot dead me, bodies? Me. Why waste the ammo? If I'm a bad guy, if I'm a bad guy and I was like, hey, there's one guy and you got to make sure that he doesn't leave or we kill him and then you're all dead and I see that you fucked up and I pay you so much money because all we do is crime and your job is to kill Ryan Gosling, the wet blanket, and you can't even kill him and I see your dead body on the ground like, God fucking idiot, ah, let's go kill him. Every time Chris Evans comes on screen, they play EDM just so you get the message that he's a little fucking crazy. That's why you love him. <laughs> Maybe. That's why you fucking love him. Okay, they like it's the weirdest. Then fucking... why do I love Ryan Gosling? I so should have rewatched it so that I could actually because I haven't watched I, it in a few months. I know. I know. Oh, I hate you, man. Ryan Gosling is a perfect character because they show at multiple points through the movie that he was horribly abused by his you, father. I told you and when we talked about it before his that abuse, I didn't completely hate Gosling in the movie. But Chris Evans, man, it is the worst fucking hack job of a bad guy that I've ever fucking seen. Okay, how about this? He's standing in, oh my God, did they fucking trope me up with a fucking hedge maze? Ah, what a great final battle destination. They're going through the hedge maze. Gosling's like, oh, I got to fight. And then him and Chris Evans are fucking retards. And he puts a gun up and he's like, I'm going to fucking shoot you. And he says, if your plan hinges on whether or not I'll kill a child, you need a new fucking strategy. That's so cool. And then that's a good line. And then he puts the gun down and they just fight. And then Chris Evans, because he's a piece of shit, pulls out a knife and is crazy good with a switchblade. And he's just murking Gosling up. I didn't like that the lady came back and shot Chris Evans. I didn't like that. That was not a good ending to that. That wasn't very satisfying for me. And I wanted her to die. And I don't like that they always made the FBI guy, Penny, Jenny Carmichael or whatever his name was. And fucking that lady, so powerful. I want them to die. But I get that you got to have an opening for Gray Man too. But like, come on. Ryan Gosling rules. I just. It's a great film. 10 out of 10. John I Bruce. watch a lot of action movies and that was not in my. That okay. Was... Uh, all right. My absolute number one of all time favorite action movie is Transporter 2. I love Transporter 2. Transporter 2 is a great movie. The fight scene. That's the one with the plane, right? Yeah. Dude, that's one of the coolest fight scenes in history. Uh, Jason Statham was a great action star. He Dude. was amazing. Yeah. I thought the original Transporter was an incredible movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that series was amazing. Yeah. But it was done right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It was done right. There was a plot. There was like, there was, it, 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 there was something, you know what I mean? It's something that really okay. drew you in. There was also this thing called like cinematic integrity. And I really believe in it. I believe, okay, like, talk to me about it. I believe, like, when it comes to, like, the relationship that he had, uh, that Jason Statham, the transporter, had with the French officer, everything he had did was built to just sustain the life that he had. Uh-huh. Like, the relations that he had. Everything he did, it was all connected. And there was, like, it was purpose. That was my thing with Gray Man. What I hated the most is I didn't feel from Chris Evans. I just felt like all of this was just so fucking, it was so over the top and unbalanced. So, I like a film. Give me balance. So here's the balance that I see in that film. 
<laughs> Ryan Gosling has no family because he had an abusive father, terrible life, goes to prison, kind of gets chewed up by the system, just becomes a criminal to survive, becomes a gray man, is crazy good at it. He only has one person that's been any semblance of family to him, Billy Bob Thornton, which, what a great character he was. I love him as an actor. What Bob. a crazy good pe- person to be in government. Sleaze you know who Ball also Southern. loves him? Johnny Depp. I love Johnny Depp. <laughs> that's the joke, because oh. you know, the whole thing is the reason he supposedly beat up Amber Heard no, I didn't was know. because she was uh, going to fuck Billy Bob Thornton. You didn't know that? No, that's pretty oh, cool. Oh, you got to watch that whole case, dude. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't, I don't like celebrity politics. But, but so there's Gosling's character has no family, and then he sees in the little girl fighting heart problems and dead parents a piece of himself. Because she has a terrible day, and goes to the hospital and almost dies, and says, it's just another Thursday. And he, she says that to him. And then that comes back when the first time Silverbird comes on, and he has to do the murders to protect her at the house. Mm-hmm. She's just playing that album. And then after he kills him, and she he has to fight the guy, and there's a body on the floor, says, Claire, it's just another Thursday. And then he has to do it all serious at the end. So you've got the balance of this very sweet... Two people who've had a very tough life, and so because of that, they've developed a very different, but but from the same core personality. Ryan Gosling is non-expressive. He, Mike, we he, are breaking down this movie like it's an Oscar nominee. It should have been. No, Mike. Should have been. No, Mike. It should not have. Been. I mean, at least for the score. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the greatest action movies of I all just time. Haven't watched a movie in a while. Greatest, so I was pretty into it. <laughs> I think one of the greatest action movies of all time is Man on Fire. I think okay. Man on Fire gives me everything that I personally want from an action movie. It gives me backstory. It gives uh-huh. me. It, it, I think it's. I think it's pretty much perfect. Okay. When it comes to action movies, now to balance out Ryan Gosling, <laughs> it's Chris Evans. It's a crazy. No, all right. I know. I get you. Man on Fire is great. Uh, it. It's. I also, I will say, uh, the one thing that I, I like about rebooting stuff is there's a lot of these old, very good stories that they were limited by the technology of their time. Yeah. When you go back and watch something like Die Hard, I don't think it holds up because to me, watching that movie, I can see how shitty it was made. Mm. And like, there are some of those old fucking like Rambo and like some of these OG American classics where it's like, dude, if that was made with today's technology, that would fucking rip. Because I'm tired of superhero movies. I want my heroes to just be people. Yeah. I just want people that do lots of crazy murder. I don't need you to fly. I don't need you to shoot lightning. I don't need you to be the son of God. I want you to have come from a shitty backstory. And I want you to have a weird love interest. And I want you to do a lot of murder about it. I like cool deaths. That's I really fair. like cool deaths. That's fair. That's all fair. But that's all the thing is, is our taste all subjective yeah you know what i mean yeah here's the end of the day they're gonna make whatever the fuck they want to make yeah but if you like that shit you need to watch the raid okay i think the raid might be the greatest action movie of all time what's it on uh it's you got to find it okay how old is it it's pretty old it's uh indonesian i think it's indonesian hear me out no i say it's not indonesian it might be uh I've seen some of the I have to look it up. It might Kung be Fu karate shit that's pretty good. Whatever but Ong no, Bak is, I don't know what nationality Ong, Ong Bak is, but, but that's fucking great. The Guardian, 
Ah, dude, that's my favorite fight scene of all time. The Guardian, Tony Jaw versus Latif Crowder in the fucking temple that's on fire and filling up with water, and it's just fucking Eddie Gordo versus Law in real life. That's that's probably the coolest fight. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking that's, about. That's the coolest fight shit of all time. He's, he's doing the Eddie Gordo moves. I had to look it up. Capoeira, all right. 2011, okay. Raid, Redemption. Oh, yeah, uh, 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. Insane. Indonesian film. Yeah, that's wild. It's fucking incredible. Is From it start to finish, subbed? it is... Subbed? Uh, yeah, it's subbed. English subs? Yeah. Okay. But it's fucking... It's great, dude. All right. And uh, a couple of guys have actually gotten, like, super famous just from that. Interesting. Like, that movie is, like, iconic. I uh, have never actually... And I would like to sit down and do this. This will probably be something I do for 2023. I've never sat down and watched a full one, but I watch a lot of clips of bollywood action yeah. films i watched a bunch of them man it's so it's so much fun it's over the top but here's the thing it's over the top and you know it's it's over the top yeah that's what makes it great they're not trying to feed you it's sharknado they're not trying to feed you a spoonful of reality when it's not fucking reality you know yeah. what i mean it's fucking chris evans losing his goddamn mind for 45 minutes there's a subreddit called bollywood realism mm-hmm and it just shows like the I've most crazy ones. But the this the one that I think is the movie that I want to watch is there's like seven or eight dudes and they're holding shields and then they all stand with their backs together and hold hands like this and put their shields in front of them and then they get in a catapult. And then the catapult shoots the group of men like hundreds and hundreds of yards. And they're all holding it, so they become like a giant projectile with their shield, and they're rifling like a bullet. And they hit the top of a castle and explode out into battle positions and just start fighting. <laughs> and it's like, that's so fucking cool and retarded. I'm coming in a curry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want Nandas. <laughs> that's fucking perfect. Oh, don't make me hungry. No more food puns. <laughs> I only know cultures through their food. Right. Which is the greatest respect you can give a culture. Dude, I, so that's the thing that I think uh, bothers me the most about uh, when people are racist is like, you can just fix it if you just try that culture's food. Eat their food. If you hate them. like No, it's two. You got to eat their food and you got to do their drugs. Uh, Every culture has a drug and a food. Sex with their women. Whoa. What? <laughs> We're not trying to be Conan. Uh, and hear the lamentations of the women. No, uh, I, I, uh, that, me and Eli have talked about this before because there was a, a hot chick that went and converted a bunch of people to not be racist and then they revealed at the end she was hot. I was like, well, that didn't count. You know, they, they wanted boobies. They don't care about race. But I think that's the thing is like if you can subvert the prejudice with a like basal thing, like something like like something very instinctive, like hunger or hormone, like mm -hmm. horny or boredom, if you can fix that from their culture, I mean, it's just experience. You just have to experience the culture. I don't think anybody is racist while they're like actively like experiencing part of it. Right. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a this weird thing, like, I don't know, just the lens that you look at the world through. You know what I mean? I think that, that that becomes so fucking jaded based on where you live. And I think when you move around and you see different shit, you can either accept it or hate it. You know, hate that it's not what you have and it's not what makes you comfortable. Or you can love the fact that it's different and that it's something that's fucking amazing. I will say, 
Ethiopian food is terrible. You've said this so many times. It's bad. You believe. You really believe in this. It, it, people should know it's bad. It doesn't taste good. You, so what I want to do is I want to take the, the mindset of Ethiopian food and then fix it. Because whatever they're doing with their fucking spices to make the injera bread, mm-hmm. the sponginess, incredible. The idea of using bread as a utensil, boner town, super into it. Serving it in rolls around all the food in the middle to grab, incredible. Why does it taste like dirty socks? Is this a food podcast? A movie podcast? What is this? This is highly social. <laughs> with mike eaton and there's there's not any way of defining what it is but we're 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 bridging topics today can we talk about what i want to talk about yeah fuck yeah let's do it all right here's the thing john told me about this story and i generally stay out of current events unless they're like something huge that you can't ignore i didn't address Brittany griner because that situation i think i did yeah, I think, well, you talked about it a little bit, but it's not fair because I'm Brittany Griner in America, and I am much more valuable to America. Than Is that like a solidarity I'm, thing? No. I'm Brittany Griner. I'm, no, I'm, I'm Brittany Griner. No, and I'm, I'm Brittany Griner. I'm a white man, and I was told we were in charge here. I'm and, Brittany Griner. And no one traded me for anything, and I still have a weed charge, and Brittany Griner got traded for a fucking weapons dealer. I'm worth a weapons dealer. You you really that upset? So John brought up current events, and I wanted to talk about them. Uh, I love reading shit and just talking about it. That's the most fun thing in the world. So introduce the article. Uh, so basically the article, the title is Alabama Makes Plans to Gas Its Prisoners. Yeah, that's... Okay. So that's a lot, just but, to begin with, which is just a crazy link to get from your friend. But... Yeah. Hey, Mike, here's some news. What? <laughs> I read this so we can talk about it. Dive into the darkness with me. Yeah. Um. So on July 28th. in the dark. <laughs> July 28th. <laughs> it's Alabama, baby. I haven't seen the light since I was a man. <laughs> I was born in the darkness, bred in it. <laughs> you could even say I was raised by it. <laughs> <laughs> I I had three step darkness daddies. <laughs> Dude, Alabama made rules. All of them beat me. <laughs> it's just the oxygen machine because he's been smoking Winston hundreds for his whole life. Oh, his whole body's covered in cigarette burns. <laughs> <laughs> This dude has a reason to be a villain, okay? Just runs a cockfighting ring. Yeah. His fucking <laughs> tubes are made out of a fucking natty light. Yeah. That's what's running to make him super strong. <laughs> <laughs> you pull the natty light tube and he fucking withers into a little little, little mermaid shrimp. Where's that bitch, Ra's al Ghul? <laughs> I'm going to beat his ass. <laughs> He broke Batman's back with his truck. You can say what you want, but Harley <laughs> Quinn's a whore. <laughs> uh, you got to invite Poison Ivy over to get, look at your hedges, okay? Hey, I, I'll tell My you. lawn has never looked better. And brother, the itch is worth the scratch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate Dude, you. Dude, we should be comedians. <laughs> oh, man, I hate what we do. <laughs> so Alabama plans to gas its prisoners. Here's why. If you want to know why, why is Alabama going to do that? Well, apparently, ironically, 
Alabama sucks at murder. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the story. On July 28th, Alabama executed Joe Nathan Jr., uh, Joe Nathan James Jr., a convicted murderer. And for some reason, the precise cause remains a mystery because of the extreme degree of confidentiality the state agrees to execution. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, here we go. Blah, 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 blah. The he execution team working that night botched their task so badly, piercing James all over his body before evidently cutting into his arm. <laughs> Let's stop right there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Let's dig into that. <laughs> so. First prick. <laughs> Did you kill him? No, Jim. Prick him again. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> All right. How many times have you pricked him? Here's the thing, though. Eight. <laughs> Here's the thing. The lethal injection is a series of three drugs. <laughs> It's three injections. So that's like the first one. But they like, couldn't get the catheter in. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> they couldn't figure out how to get a catheter <coughs> Oh, in the yeah, arm. I guess they probably put in a tube and then they insert. Absolutely. Yeah. Three different rounds. Well, I'm thinking they're Alabama, so they're probably doing three needles. But you're Dude. right. They probably are cheap, too. So so they're like, all right. So they're just trying to get Do the needle in. Do you realize like, how day one putting a catheter into an arm is as far as nursing school goes? Or any type of medical. I did first aid in a motherfucking army. I learned that three different times. Do you think that the guy in the chair was ever like one point frustrated and was like, it's right fucking there. I know. He's like, (laughs) how are you missing this? (laughs) What if he was like felt shame because of how much he was eating on death row? You know what I mean? He's like, I'm sorry, fellas. They gave me that 72 ounce ribeye and I just went in. (laughs) You're not going to find veins if you use an oil drill. (laughs) I got my last meal from Golden Corral and it lasted 17 hours. I'm sorry. (laughs) The veins are under three piles of cornbread. (laughs) You're going to have to dive through three sheets of glucose just to get in there my entire death row journey has been deciding whether i preferred margarine or butter (laughs) and i have tested both adequately (laughs) dude they have tough time finding my veins so you know oh my shit i can you you can see it from here i know i can find mine in the dark um, but so, but the part with the cut part is what makes it, it really funny. The cut part is so because it's dark, and I understand. I'm sorry, don't but be, don't it's be. it's so fucking funny that they just got so tired of trying to find his vein that they were just like, just cut it, just cut it. We'll pour it in. They were like, hey, hey, <laughs> did you bring your Swiss Army knife? And he's like, yeah, dude, how pass much, it over here. How much do you want to bet? <laughs> That WD forty was involved with this process. You know what I mean? They're just fucking. They're putting a funnel in at this point. That, so that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So you gotta imagine these two guards. They're good old boys from Alabama. They don't know how to do a needle. Clearly, they're they're getting underpaid, and so they're they're trying to they're fucking. So you said it's eight times that they missed, and then finally he goes, "Listen, we just got to get the shit in there. I'm gonna cut him. We're gonna pry it open." <laughs> I mean, you know what? Here's the thing. Alabama used to be so good at murder. Can I tell you? What? It Like, I'm shocked that one of them didn't just go fucking. <laughs> and pull out his sidearm. <laughs> like, I'll take the heat. Bullets are 17 cents. You can f- refund me the difference from the injections. You know, like. Actually, bullets are expensive now, but <laughs> I'll be filling out the requisition form for my bullet replacement. Right. But. So, 
Yeah, it's fucking. I get that lethal injection is supposed to be more humane, but to me, I really feel like any kind of death penalty, like in terms of as long as it's not slow and drawn out, the thing you want is just to be dead. Like, okay, sure, public execution by guillotine, probably not the best method. It sold a lot of tickets back in the day. Sold a lot of tickets. But, it, you know, it's not great to normalize that kind of violence in the town square. Although, might learn some people a thing or two. I don't know. I'm not for it. I'm not for it. I, just my gut instinct says that's wrong. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't even know if I'm for execution, to be completely honest. I just think everybody should go to a farm. I, you know, I think that, that should be your punishment. I lived on a farm, and I'm telling you, prison ain't that bad. What I, what I will tell you is if we start to talk about death penalty and all of the the what's wrong with our justice system and prison and all of that, uh, my opinions on that have changed so much over yeah. the years because I grew up wealthy. I Well, not re- wealthy, rich. I grew up rich for a portion of it. My early childhood, I was poor. My dad became successful and then I had money. I moved to a nice neighborhood in fifth grade and then from fifth grade to when I was about 20. My dad had quite a bit of money. And then after that, everything was back to a very normal mm-hmm. life. But, uh, you know, during that period of time, I would have said death penalty, you know, kill molesters, you know, do stuff like that. And I think I might still be there, where if you're a pedophile and that is the predilection that you're born with, we euthanize you. But I don't know. I haven't, I haven't heard anybody give me a better solution, and I don't know what they're contributing to society. And when we have too many people, that seems like a pretty easy group to be like, you're done. Um, the problem is our judicial system fucks up so often Yeah. that for me, the problem with saying I'm good with the death penalty is that I, that means I'm good with innocent people dying because we're going to fuck it up. Oh, absolutely. So like, I'm not cool with that. And then I say farm stuff like that. The problem I have with the farm and the license plates and all of that is it's just slavery. It's just slavery. There's just an incentive to have more slaves. So they just are going to do the judicial system. I want them to have a rehabilitative program and I want the farm to work because I think you're right. No, I think I think it's it's just completely self-sufficient. I think everything they do is self-sufficient. I don't think they, they a product needs to come out of a prison. Cool. I think everything I like needs. To, I think everything needs to stay in. Yeah, you that's great. Mean? Build a community. Absolutely. Rehabilitate the people that committed crimes because that's the thing. You about- need to have. You need to have more. You had more therapists than guards. Yeah, man. That was the the thing that always trips me out. Is that like people when they talk about criminals, like you know, I've been in twelve step programs and I've been arrested a couple times. Like I've met criminals, and they are not that different from normal people. Yeah. And I've met criminals that have never been caught and have done some pretty crazy, terrible stuff. Like, it's just people, and, and crimes really come down to circumstance. Well, I mean, and criminality I not- criminality has a direct link to, to poverty. 100%. And to a lack of opportunity. 100%. Like, like, no one is committing crimes because their life is going great. No. You know, like, well, okay, not no one, because there are people <laughs> that are psychologically damaged that Absolutely. The, yeah, there's, do crazy the, shit. But, the, the, there's always anomalies. But, but for the majority, if you look at most nonviolent crimes, it, it's not coming from people that are extremely prosperous. You know what I mean? Or it's coming from people that are tax evading and, yeah, and doing all the- Yeah, but even organized the, crime. But that's a different kind. I think that's fun crime. You know what I mean? I'm like, hey, they, you know, they're playing the system. You know what I mean? And from a trailer park kid, I never get mad when anybody plays the system. It's just- I get that. I just, um, the problem is 
we have created a system that's so fucked. Yeah. That being anti-establishment is a means of uh, self-expression and self-sufficiency because the establishment is keeping you from success. Yeah. And the, the problem is, is that that establishment is supposed to work for us. Absolutely. The government is supposed to be by the people for the people. And it stopped being that a very long time ago when it became about personal and profit. And, and, and the, there's no reason anyone stays in politics. They go into it maybe bright-eyed and bushy-tailed thinking they can make a difference. And maybe on the local level they can. But as soon as you start moving up the ranks, it's just about winning. You know, nobody at any of these levels, it doesn't matter what side you vote on, uh, it, you know, to quote yeah. Dan Holloway, all, all politicians are cunts. You know, it's just like, I, uh, I, I don't, all of that seems so fucked to me that I don't, I don't think we're going to fix it. That's why I steer away from that stuff on here because like, dog, all that shit's depressing. But we, we are uniquely suited as comedians to do something special about it, which is we can make that reality at least better for people. You and I aren't going to stop the fall of Rome. No. But we are the going great. to be written into the annals of the people that made them laugh during it. Like, watch what I can do with comedy, mm -hmm. okay? Watch what I can do, Okay, right? Republicans uh -huh. are, like, pushing really hard to track all the guns that they've sent to Ukraine. They yeah. want to know where every fucking gun is in Ukraine. Uh -huh. First, find the guns from the Fast Five. Eric Holder would like a word. I think it's so funny that it took for the guns going to Europe for the Republicans to give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> they treat guns... The same way Liam Neeson treated his daughter in Taken. <laughs> he didn't give a fuck about her until she was a fucking Albanian sex slave. The second she was in Europe, he became a good dad. <laughs> he gave her a shitty karaoke machine for his 17th birthday when a d another dad is giving her a fucking horse. You know? And then the second she's over in fucking sex slave land over in Paris, he's like, okay, let's dad up. That's Republicans. That's fair. I, Isn't so, comedy great? So, so that's what I'm saying. So like, We took a subject that would piss a lot of people off. Uh-huh. And we installed punchlines. Yeah. To make it fun. Yeah. So, but that's, so that's what I'm saying. So we, we are not, and that's, that's the reason I, I stay out of politics is I'm not here to fix them because mm. I'm retarded. But, but my specific brand of retardation is that like whatever's going on, I can find what's funny about it. Like, Alabama not being good at executions is hilarious. Who would have if thought? If you take a step back and you're not like, oh, people are dying. Sure, yes, people are always dying. That's always the thing. People are always dead. It, ah, but, but, but that's pretty funny. They're bad at it. Yeah. And so their solution is gassing them? Yeah, that's the Can, new solution. So what, what's you, but you read a specific sentence from that article that I want you to read out loud on the podcast because it's one of the funniest sentences because you have to understand in all of this journalism, even the bullshit, terrible uh, I do want to plug journalism the, that exists now. I want to plug the writer. It's uh, Elizabeth Brewing on the, uh, from the Atlantic. Yeah, Elizabeth the, Brewing from the Atlantic. So Elizabeth had to write this piece, do the investigative journalism, do some research, figure out, report the facts. And then Elizabeth had to write this sentence and send it to an editor and a publisher publisher and they all were like yep that Wait. needs to be said did i send it to you no you read it out loud fuck now i gotta find it yep that's okay i can riff about this longer <laughs> while you're looking 
<clears throat> it's just it's um it's wild that uh the gist of it is that they are switching to gas because they have not been able to kill people with the injections. So the first one. So November seventeenth, they tried uh, with Kenneth Smith. They tried again. Second one. Yeah. Uh, first, I think this is the third one. Um, oh, this is the this one. This is where they undaunted it. by their two consecutive failures in the execution chamber. Wait, Alabama. just pause, 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 and read that one more time because that sentence is wild. Undaunted by their two consecutive failures in the execution chamber. <laughs> what are they, a fucking Monday Night Football player? <laughs> fucking not listen, daunted by these two listen, little losses. You gotta have a short term memory when it comes to botching murders, okay? You gotta fucking put that shit out your mind and you gotta get back in there and play ball. This is Alabama. When you fall off the horse, you get right back on the fucking horse, okay? That's what you do down here in God's green country. They brought in fucking Nick what? Saban for the pep talk to these two oh fucking my guards. God. Like, listen, it's halftime and that scoreboard says zero to zero. What's the score? Zero to zero. You went out there and threw two interceptions, okay? You did. You, th- you threw eight picks in his arm. That's what you did. <laughs> and, and now I need you to get back in there and kill this man the way you know that we know how to do it. What? Two men enter, one man leaves. What? Thunderdome rules. <laughs> what? Alabama. Undaunted. Undaunted. Alabama, y'all didn't give a fuck. Und- y'all were like, yeah, we fucked Daunted. up twice, but you know what? The third time's the motherfucking charm, baby. What, Alabama? That's how you build national champions right there. Oh, man. <laughs> Y'all have a great football team and a shitty execution program. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all going to win the death row bowl next year? <laughs> no. Nope. Not a chance. <laughs> Not a fucking chance. Y'all need Nick Saban to come in and coach these executioners up. Y'all going to get kicked out of the SEC for this shit. <laughs> So, all right. So, so apparently, like Alabama is also against abortion, so you can't kill babies or prisoners there. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> well, I wouldn't trust them with an abortion. That baby probably come out strong. Alabama, <laughs> like, come on, man. All right. So, read the sentence unfettered. I won't. I won't interrupt. But just undaunted. Alabama, undaunted by their two consecutive failures in the execution chamber. The one place you shouldn't fail. All right. Anyway, Alabama promptly scheduled another death row prisoner, Kenneth Smith, to die. Probably. I immediately made Smith's acquaintance and agreed to attend his killing as well. That's a weird agreement. Whoa. (laughs) Elizabeth, don't turn. I didn't remember that. He's like, Elizabeth, will you be there when I die? (laughs) I immediately made his acquaintance. Did he fucking. (laughs) Elizabeth. Elizabeth, have you seen what the fuck That's they're doing? You. Have, you, have you heard about this? Elizabeth, I need you to be there, okay? Because they're going to fuck this up. And guess what? They did. Um, on November 17th, Alabama again tried and failed to execute its man. Smith spoke with me later that night once he was back in his cell and he told me. <laughs> and what the fuck did he say? <laughs> He told me his how his would-be executioners. I love that is the best diss. Ooh, throwing is, fucking shade. That is the best diss in the history of motherfucking disses. You're a would-be executioner, bitch. You got one job to kill a motherfucker, and you can't do it. 
Oh my lord. Okay. So let's get Would it. Would be executioner. All right. So Drake right for this bitch? What is going on? Right? God's plan. You didn't have it, apparently. Um because <laughs> God's plan, according to the state of Alabama, was for this man to die. Uh Alabama again tried to fail to execute this man. Uh, Smith spoke to me later that night once he was back in his cell and told me his would-be executioners had pierced his arms and hands and finally his neck underneath his collarbone before abandoning their efforts. What's that? Why here? Why here? Under his collarbone? Or were they going down? They're just fucking guessing. They're guessing, dog. They got no idea. They learned they learned everything they know about the medical profession from the game of operation. Dude, I was about to say just, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? That's what it is. It's like, is this right? And he's like, no. What you're not killing me. But what <laughs> but what happens to these guys? So this is the third what about the first two that they failed to kill? Are they still like Well, I imagine we it's probably time done? to bring in a sub. I, that's what I'm. But what did they do? do you, they said they're switching to the gas chambers. I imagine if they weren't daunted by the first two. So the state appears uh, appears to be preparing uh, to premiere. Hey, that's, that's some liberation. Holy shit! Fuck. The state appears to be preparing to premiere a new kind of execution by lethal gas. In the gas chambers of old, little cells were filled with poison that eventually destroyed the organs of trapped prisoners, resulting in death. Now. Alabama promo- uh, proposes to use nitrogen gas to replace enough oxygen to kill via hypoxia, an untested method once imagined in a National Review article and made manifest in a plastic gas mask. Uh, okay. Oh, so, wow. So, so Alabama is boldly going where nobody has gone before because what? they just suck at what... And what they're they were like doing. a retarded NASA. <laughs> <laughs> this is a state in the United States of America. That's I want e- that to be clear to people. That's why we can do this. They have electoral votes. They're they they. Oh, well, I, come on. So so first they were like, I mean, you think they we would have just the- say, you know what? Let's kill them with gravy like we do with everybody else in this state. Well, hold the fuck on there, partner. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting a little too close to home. <laughs> However, what? So they were like, we've got these old gas chambers we used to use, poisons that kill their organs. Yeah. That's not. Nope. nope. They're trying to nope. put them down. They're nope. trying to put them down like they're the fucking animal, uh, the humane society, dog. They're trying to back an exhaust pipe up to a small room and... Dude, they're trying to create the Yolocaust. <laughs> Yolocaust. <laughs> the fucking Zyklon B. Like, what? And for brother. But, like, it's... <laughs> they're going to put the fucking gas thing on him, and he's going to be like, all right, I'm ready for the dentist. <laughs> so, but, so they said they're not going to use the poison. They're going to instead use nitrogen. Yeah, to kill via hypoxia. So that, that's just suffocation. Essentially. So you're breathing in nitrogen... So the sensation you would feel before you die is that you're filling your lungs, but you're not getting anything from yeah. it. Yeah. It's not the one that makes you sleepy. No. It's the one that you're like, <gasps> yeah, and nothing's coming in. That gives me so much anxiety to think about. What a terrible way to die. I don't understand why we, we, we confiscate so much heroin a year. 
Yeah. Why don't we just put them down the way they do on the streets? Is that weird? Fentanyl is cheap. Yeah, it's cheap. And you could just put four milligrams of First kill off, anybody. I am no expert. I should not be deciding how to kill anybody. Um, yeah, we're not. We're comedians. We already established that this is just us making this terrible thing funny. But, but if I were yeah. to think about how to kill somebody, and I'm on death row, and they're like, hey, do you want this, this gas we're going to put in you, or can we heroin you to death? I'm going to be like, baby, where is my brown-eyed girl? Yeah. You know? Well, brown-eyed girl was not about heroin. It absolutely was about heroin. No, because the original song was called Brown-Skinned Girl, and it was about interracial love. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. I lived all this time. Yeah. Well, every time I did heroin, I played Van Morrison. I did it wrong. <laughs> Fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> you listen to the wrong music oh man i should listen to the doors i should listen to the doors obviously damn it or riders on the storm yeah man the, the old music's bad you think yeah it's not it's not good have you heard of skrillex <laughs> he's Really good at music. No, I don't. I'm. I liked Skrillex when I was sixteen. But I like, beat you with Keith Richards guitar right now. I just want to. It's fine. It's fine. You think? Really? Like I, I would, CCR, like Rolling Stones. They they have fucking, a handful of songs that are okay. They have a handful of songs. They have a whole discography. That's amazing. It's fine. I the ACDC. This is pretty good. Okay, I like hold them. on. Here we go. I, I, got I like, more. yeah, name some songs and I'll tell you what's wrong with them. And I'll tell you a better song that's more recent. No, I, I want to do one I more. I can fix it. It's the same problem I have with movies. Although people are starting to get mad again because it has come out that I have not seen Goodfellas. And what's very crazy about that is I just started watching Tulsa King with Sylvester Stallone. Mm -hmm. And I love it. And I want to be a capo in the mafia. <laughs> so bad. I wanna, I wanna do that so bad. It's so cool. They wear pinky rings and suits, and they yell at people when there's no air conditioning, and they do sometimes sneaky crime, and they have lots of cash. I here's the thing though: if I was in the mafia, I would be like the one guy that was like kind of squeamish. So they'd do a murder, and I'd be like, "Ew, gross! <laughs> Clean it up. <laughs> Let's go get some lasagna." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> you're a moron, man. I love you so much, Bubba, but that's some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. Get a plate of lasagna. The fuck? They're gonna hand you gonna hand you a gun and you're like, is this for warming the pasta? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I'll go do crime so we can get back to eating pasta. <laughs> and owning nightclubs. I could go just, that's oh dude, this is like so much fun. A lot of construction companies too, Doug. <laughs> dude, I'll bring them sandwiches. <laughs> hey, boys, we building stuff around here. Listen, go, here's what happened, okay? I got some gabagoo. I want to explain it to you guys. <laughs> Mike bought one tracksuit. And since Mike bought that tracksuit, <laughs> he thinks he is in the fucking mafia. I think I've seen him eat pastrami seven times. Um, 
<laughs> Listen, we don't talk he talks about like what this I now. eat. By the way, he talks like this now um, all the time. Hey, you got to use your hands. <laughs> and now he's watching Tulsa King, and he's like, he's never watched Goodfellas. But he's thinking about giving it a shot. He's going to be six seasons into The Sopranos calling me next week. Like, hey, John, hey, hey, how you doing, boy? How you doing? Hey, yeah. hey I need you to come over here. I got a, I got a fucking thing that going, is going on. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we can't say too much. They're listening. I need you to come over here. Hey, hey. Bring the lime salt and the fucking shovel. What, what do you think my name should be when I get my bones? <laughs> I'm gonna get my button. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a capo. <laughs> and eventually, I'm gonna be the Godfather sandwich. Oh man! And we're gonna eat lasagna and do crime. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's like Mike's final form is gonna be Tony Soprano. That's his final form. You're gonna see Mike in fuck he's not Italian at all, by the way. Not even Dude, I'm hundred percent Irish. Not even My ancestors fucking, are rolling in their graves. Not even like you're doing the wrong me. kind of racism. <laughs> you're supposed okay. to hate the other whites. <laughs> it's it's okay, okay. The Italians they deserve. They, You're a fucking eat. Why are you talking to these goddamn grease balls? <laughs> <laughs> these fucking wop giddy fucks. You're a goddamn eating. <laughs> That's the best part of Tulsa King is they're going against the Irish. You're going to sweat olive oil in like the next year. <laughs> you, you're going to have bread and you're just going to go. As I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Wipe your brow with fucking no, focaccia. Dude. No, I'm gonna have. Uh, a, Isn't that what it is? A, the bread? Foca- yeah, no, correct. But the, I'm, I'm gonna have a, a like a very absorbent towel in my waistband. I'm gonna wipe it and then I'm ring it over a plate. Put some balsamic vinegar in there and eat that. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, except for it being my olive oil sweat, but like really good olive Even, oil with some balsamic vinegar yeah, and but bread. It, here's the thing. What if you're sweating like the best olive oil? Yeah. I'm like 100% that. like pure octane olive oil. Dude, my skin would be so nice. Oh, be like, yeah, I know. Like touching fresh butter. <laughs> Why do you keep making me think about things I'll never have? <laughs> can't be in the mafia. I can't sweat olive oil. You want to talk about this sobriety? sucks. You want to talk about sobriety next? <laughs> I don't do drugs or drink alcohol. It can be documented on this podcast for several months that I only smoke CBD and I only drink non-alcoholic beverages like water, Celsius, and they made me some special non-alcoholic Non-alcoholic? Non- non-alcoholic. <laughs> non-alcoholic. Yeah, he doesn't drink, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can edit that out. I'm, I just no, had to do it. No, we can't. We don't, <laughs> we don't do that on this show. Oh, no. We leave it all in unless you say something really bad. Um, so you, you've been, you're, you're, a, you're a, uh, one of the few comics that I know that's like an actual genuine working road comic. Yeah. Doing road comedy stuff. So you had uh, a bunch of shows. You've been touring with Big J. Yeah, tour with Big J Okerson. That's my boy, man. He's. I think he's the best in the fucking world. It's fucking amazing. And then just recently, you were doing some shows with Josh Adam Myers up in up in Plano. Up in Plano after Josh headlining yourself, huh? After headlining yeah, yourself, I headlined. Headlined a House of Comedy. Finally, I came up in those clubs. The Phoenix Club was my home club for six years. I I was in that club. 
I mean, every fucking three times a week, at least, you know? So that club, I mean, if any club made me a comic, it was that club. Hell yeah. Because I learned how to do comedy for people that are like such a, it's such a mixed bag. You know what I mean? Where you got pretentiousness and then you got people that aren't. And so you just kind of learn how to hone everything in. And that's in Phoenix? Yeah. It's like, so it's North Scottsdale, but they so don't say Scottsdale. Okay. So it's Phoenix. That demographic there, you've got. The wealthies from Absolutely. Scottsdale coming yeah, you, in. Yeah, you got Cave Creek and uh, and Scottsdale, and then you got people that live in North Phoenix and Glendale, even coming up Tempe, Mesa, you know, from all over. So it, it, it's a mixed bag. Are they in terms of? Because that's one thing about Austin crowds is, especially when you get out of sight of Austin, you really notice is our crowds are very fucking white. Are Phoenix Absolutely. crowds the same way, or is there a little more mix? I mean, depend. Glendale, no, but Phoenix, yeah. I mean, it's it's white liberal in downtown Phoenix for sure. Okay, and then you spread out. The more you spread out, the, like anywhere, the more Republican it gets. I think every center is blue. You know, the nougat to every city is blue. Yeah, but that's fair. The the outside chocolate is usually red. But yeah, Phoenix man, it's I think it's one of the best scenes in the country. Do you like nougat? I love nougat. What do you What do you like about it? I don't like the creaminess of it. You know what I mean? I, I like the creamy, the sweet. The I, I like pudding. Yeah, I love pudding. Pudding's I love pudding. Nougat reminds bucket. me of like a harder pudding. Well, nougat is fluffier. Is it nougat? Yeah, it's nougat is what's inside of a Three Milky Way, right? Three Musketeers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Milky Way's caramel. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, so, so it's fluffy. It's light. It's like a, a thicker, less milky mousse. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I think it's fine, but I think it needs more. Like a Three Musketeers is never my go-to candy bar. Me either. Like if you've got a handful of candy bar, or like a Reese's Fast Break. I'm a Crunch Bar guy. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I love the Crunch Bar, man. Interesting. I uh, prefer I love a the white Rice Crunch Bar to a regular Crunch Bar. The which one? The white chocolate Crunch Bar. I don't bar. love white chocolate. I don't in most situations. Like zero bars crunch, are disgusting. Yeah, they can die. Uh, but a Hershey's Cookies and Cream Bar? Mm. Still. The lint white chocolate truffles aren't bad. Yeah. So the thing about white chocolate is white chocolate doesn't exist, so it's just food mm-hmm. coloring plus milk chocolate. Yeah. So I like I get not being a fan of it, but a higher quality milk chocolate always tastes good. But I like better. dark chocolate. I like bitter chocolate. I like black coffee and dark chocolate. Yeah, that makes sense. You have a beard. Yeah. You're a man and stuff. You probably know how to change oil. Yeah. Yeah. But that, I lived on a farm for eight years. Yeah. So what, what do you think is, so here's something about farm life. Uh, I used to have to take hay to my horses and I would you know, spread the hay around and God, you were so rich. Uh, and, <laughs> and I would, you know, have to pick up feed for them. And Cause like, you lived in the suburbs, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to say Mike didn't live on a farm when he had horses. Okay. No. So don't think that that's, you know, indicative of the fact that he was poor. No, he, oh, he, no, he had, he had like. Horses at somebody else's place, which only the rich do. No, we owned a little property that was just a little outside of town, but or our fam- my dad owned. But so the horses we had, we had a Missouri Fox Trotter. Yeah, that was like an old workhorse that my stepmom got from her dad. His name was Duke. He was amazing. We had a Shetland pony. Okay, one of the little miniatures. Yeah, named Poco. Okay, Poco had a dick like a fire hose. That was a hilarious pony. His dick would flop out and it would drag on the ground. But he, he was a little miniature horse, so it was funny. And we got him in a package deal with a Banderada, the Andalusian, Damn. whose father, it, I can't remember his name, but he's like, when you buy a, like a calendar 
of Andalusians. Yeah. The main dude horse is this one dude that's her dad. So a banderada was like a gift. And in the Andalusian and like fancy horse world, bloodlines and all that like matter. And they have names and certificates. And like they watch the horses fuck to make sure like this is which come made that horse. It's really creepy. I didn't like, but my stepmom would go and show her because she was literally like fucking perfect. They're the dancing horses, the Spanish dancing horses. So we had a banderada and then Poco was her little mini pony best friend. So the two of them and then Duke. So I drove for majority of high school, a Dodge Ram Daytona edition, the four door bright orange pickup truck with a spoiler. I drove a 95 Toyota Camry that had been in a flood. (laughs) Just want you guys to understand. That we're different. So I would drive that <laughs> truck to downtown Grapevine. I would take off my spoiler and put it in the back seat. And then they would put 18 to 20 bales of hay in the back of my truck. And then a couple bags of feed. And then I would drive to our property. And I would back up to the gate. And then I would carry all of that hay and put it in the barn. And then every day I would go, every other day I would go and I'd take a bale of hay and throw it out in the field and take the wire off of it. And then put some feet in there. And that was my horse duties. Okay. But that, but I mean, it was, but while I was doing that, I'm driving this truck with a spoiler and wearing affliction jeans and Ed Hardy hats and like dipping Copenhagen. Like I'd have a fucking lip of Copenhagen long cut in and carrying hay, wearing jeans with fucking rhinestones on them. You know what sucks? I would hate to know that we would have been friends before comedy. We would have had a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but damn. I mean, I was always like, I was trying not to be the people around me. Mm-hmm. You know, always. Like, I read, I was reading. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going to the the room and reading shit while they're fucking bonfire and shooting guns at fucking random shit. And I'm in a house reading of mice and men. Nice. You know what I mean? So, like, I was always trying not to be them until I realized one day, I was like, Fuck, I do like kind of like getting drunk outside of bonfire shooting shit too. This is fun. But also, y'all need to read a fucking book. You, <laughs> you <both>. know? <laughs> you do both. That's the thing. That's, I mean, to circle this back to like the beginning, sampling from other cultures, <clears throat> there's a bunch of redneck culture that I got to experience dips of. So I had a friend in high school, Nate, whose family uh, had a bunch of money from construction and building mm-hmm. stuff. But they were rednecks with paychecks. Okay. So they had, you know, a big one story home, but they had a bunch of seventy, eighty thousand dollar trucks and they went mudding and they went off roading and you know, they had, you know, lake houses that they had go and party at. But partying with Nate and his country friends where we'd go out, I had a sport truck. My truck was for driving fast. It had a you know, five seven liter V eight hemi in it, so it would went off the line. Their trucks were for driving and anything. They were lifted with road armor and winches on the front. So we'd go out with them and, you know, going mudding and lighting a fire in the middle of shit and drinking beers and dipping and going and jumping in the lake and listening to it's country music. a good time, music. man. It's I, a good that's time. That's not what the rich kids did, but boy, howdy, was it fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I, I, I think that, like, people in those scenarios in, like, uh, country, they figure out great ways to entertain themselves. You know what I mean? They make fucking huge paths through the woods so they can ride four wheelers. Mm-hmm. You know, something just innocent and fucking fun to kill time. And, ha- you know, I, nobody is better at killing time than somebody from the country. They're just the best at it. Yeah. You know, for anybody else, like fucking 
fishing, doing all that shit, it, it would seem like a, like a, a complete waste. But for you, it's like, when you're in the country, it's like, I'm going to eat that. I hate fishing. Really? Fishing is the only hobby where you have to have other hobbies to do while you're doing it. <laughs> it's so fucking boring. Oh, let's go sit in a... Bu- do you know what? You know it's boring if you're... I'm ADD too. So if, if, if you're ADD, <laughs> it's fucking boring. So is hunting. Hunting. It's, yeah, dude. Unless you're, like, unless you're with a bow or like you're doing something that's like high adrenaline, high octane, then it, it's... You but the longer you, you sit there and wait, hunting and fishing for high-functioning folks like us is drinking, and that is a dangerous combo. Mm. Pretty fun. Yeah, I don't. It makes it a lot better. <laughs> I, I don't like fishing without drinking. Yeah, man. What? I'm gonna go sit in a fucking boat. Yeah, I need. I need. Is booze. it a cool boat? Nope. It's a pretty small one. Yep. Well, what? Do, what do you got on the boat? You got a place for me to stand? Nope. You got to sit the whole time. If you stand, you might fall out. Fall out? <laughs> well, are, are we going to be listening to music? No, it might scare the fish. Well, are we going to be talking? A little. We'll talk a little, but we got to focus. On what? <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> if you see, you got to start pulling real fast. And that means mostly nothing. <laughs> mostly nothing because a lot of the times that fish is just going to eat it and run away because they're not retarded anymore but sometimes you'll catch a fish and then some of those times y- you get to keep that fish and then you know what you get to do you get to touch a slimy icky fish and you got to take a knife and then you got to pretend you're a sushi chef or a demented sixth grader and you're doing your own little fucking autopsy on this fish hey friend that was just swimming that i tricked into being on the land i'm gonna take all your organs out like a serial killer Ugh. yeah everything's dark when you fucking grocery store bro grocery store yeah but they still do it i don't have to do it there's (laughs) people that want to do that shit or have to do that shit i think that's why i want universal basic income is so that nobody is gutting fish that don't want to be gutting fish all right mike Eaton, um, for office, we're going to go, uh, let's say, 2026, 2028? Yeah, I can, I can, I'll last that long. Okay, 20, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think uh, you got a great campaign speech there. Uh, I'm really feeling it. And uh, I think we got a strong platform to run on with just the fish, do- just, the, just the fish stance. Eaton Carden? Eaton Carden, 2028? I don't know if I can attach myself to the fish platform. Oh, come on. Nobody guts fish that don't want to gut fish. Nobody. You want to gut fish. You get to gut fish. But you don't ever got to. You know what you don't no got to do? No more fish guts. You know what you don't got to do, though? What? You don't ever have to go with a woman shopping ever again. That you don't want to. That's that nice. you don't want to. Imagine that. that. Imagine sounds- that. She says, hey, I'm going into the store. Will you come with me? And you say, no. <laughs> and then? She goes into that store and doesn't get mad at you. And then you go to, to, the, to the station at the mall or wherever. Mike, how is your... Uh, what, what, how is... Because <laughs> under the Eaton platform with universal basic income, nobody will be working at those stores that doesn't want to work there. So when she walks in, a fabulous gay man is going to come out and go, honey, let's get dressed. And then they're going to shop together and she's going to forget you even existed. And then you can go and eat delicious hot dogs made by someone who wants to make fucking hot dogs because I fixed it. <laughs> what do you think? 
Oh, man. All right, fuck it. I'm in. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Best president. I'm in. And vice president doesn't do shit. It's perfect job yeah, for me. Dog. It's the perfect job for me because I don't do anything. You're going to help me secure the Republican vote. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I got your Republican ticket. Yeah, man. And I got the Democrats because I have feelings. Also, my brother. My I brother might not is married have them. A, I say the word retarded a lot. <laughs> my brother's married to a black lady. Excellent. You've got yeah. some of the Republican vote. <laughs> yeah, I'm losing some I as we speak. <laughs> have black friends. Sup, Democrats? You ready to vote for me yet? Pretty cool. I, I have I, trans I, friends. I've What's seen, up? I've seen them eat vegan ice cream. I have done that. I've seen it. I've done that. I've I've eaten even eaten a vegan tuna melt made with garbanzo beans and recommended it to others. Are we twenty twenty eight? Are we going to talk about last night at all? What was last night? The bills. Oh yeah, I was we, like, what happened? We went to a show and ate delicious falafel and lamb over rice. It was great. Dude, um, Albro's fucks. I hadn't had them in a while. So, yeah, the Bills play. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, so, he's still in critical condition from what I understand, right? Yeah. That they, he's a critical, here's the thing. I have the Bills defense on fantasy. <laughs> and I have Devin Singletary on the offense. And the game is postponed. And I somehow pulled off a come-from-behind miraculous win in the season. And I... I'm due to be the champion of the league because Mike Evans had a fucking hell of a game. Mike Evans had a godlike game. Yeah. He had cool. like a whole season of stats kind of game. Yeah, man. It was um, really a nice thing to see. Yeah, he me. did incredibly. Uh, Hamlin is like, it's just, man, so tragic, dude. Seeing a 24-year-old kid go down like that. That is, yeah, I, I don't it's mean just to. just watching that, like, watching that drop. It's, I, I know, I know. We got to make light of it in some way. But I do feel like, in some way, we also have to touch on it with a serious tone in the regard like, I don't think there's a single person that's watched sports over the past, I've been watching sports for 35 years. You know, my dad laid Same. next to him in the fucking crib and, and watched the Raiders, man. So I'm, um, I'm a huge sports fan and I don't think there's, there's been a, a single day where I haven't thought about something maybe like this happening one day. I mean, every sports fan that has watched sports forever, we knew this was coming. You know, even from like, I think Lynn Bias, you know, back in the day. And like, there's a bunch of others, you know, that Well, you had, see career-ending injuries. Yeah, with like Marcus super... Lattimore's broken leg. And like, the guy from Louisville that, that broke his leg on that fucking that tragic play like uh, 10 years ago. Huh? Kevin, Kevin Ware. Ware. There we go. Um, Dude, I mean, Kevin you remember Ware. fucking, I, one of my core memories is Willis McGahee's knee. Yeah. In that fucking Miami, Ohio State game. Yeah, for me, Marcus Lattimore, his leg break was pretty fucking, because it poked out. My dad made me watch the Joe Theismann. Yeah, Joe Theismann was bad, and that's uh, what cocaine can do for you. Fucking A, this is making my knees hurt. Lawrence uh, Taylor? Man. But, but so... Th North Carolina. This one was so fucking tragic because, well, one, it's going to get politicized. Mm -hmm. It already has. There's yeah. people attacking both sides already, and... You know, it fucking Skip Bayless is getting shit on for a tweet. Yeah. There's and it's it's already a lot of stuff is being distracted from the fact that like a twenty four year old that it put his life on the line to do a sport yeah. died. There's but roughly fifty players on that field every week. Yeah. Rough, roughly fifty per game. And you're talking about fifteen games. Well what do you so, do for his family though? Because what do you do for the the people around him? What 
what is there to even do uh, for it now? I mean, you have to consider like what that does for the rest of his teammates and their thoughts on mortality. Like what kind of counseling services are there available to them? Yeah. You know, like I know they have a shit ton of money, but also like, I think that's one of the things that you forget. Like, of course they're making a lot of money. And so like their problems are a little bit easier to solve. They can throw money at the problem, but also there is a huge amount of pressure on these people that are in their fucking twenties. Dude, like I just yeah. finished my twenties. They're so fucking stressful. Yeah. And then you got to add all of that on top of it. Yeah. It's well, I mean, good it's like we to know have, the game fuck. is dangerous. We have all that knowledge from CTE junior sale blowing his fucking stomach out. We have all this knowledge that football is extremely dangerous. And you don't really realize it because all of the effects are fucking after. You know, you got guys that, like, the, the fridge. You know, William Perry could barely walk at the end of his life because of his knees. Fucking Jim McMahon can't go anywhere without sunglasses. Like, Herschel Walker's running for governor. You know what I mean? Everybody's <laughs> lost their fucking... <laughs> That's a pretty fun chain of us. I like that. So, like... All these dudes are fucking doing this, you know, and like all the the effects are prolonged. Then you see it fucking right at the motherfucking crust, right at the moment where it's boom, he's done. It's like after the hit, boom, done. That is what we have done with with training, with, with genetics, with we have pushed the human body as far as we can fucking push it. And now we're dealing with the effects of that. We are, we are different. Like we are Spartans in a, in a lot of facets in the way we live our lives. We you know with professional athletes. Oh yeah, I was like, I'm not anything Spartan. No, but they train. <laughs> they fucking train from the time they get up. Like a lot of these kids, oh, they no. play the basketball. Like it's from like birth, dog. Dude, like I, I, hey man, I grew up in a fucking football system. I I had to play college football just because it felt like the right thing to do and like a waste of fucking. 10 years of my life it's very it's this very spartan-like thing that we do in our society where we raise our young to be great at something that's very dangerous and very hostile and we do that for glory for inner glory like some kid that's tackling some person on a field is filling his father's fucking glory meter to the goddamn top yeah and however however i will say one of my uh things in life that I look at my life as a whole. Yeah. And one of the things that I wish, uh, like if I would ever have kids and one of the things that I think like, well, what would I do different? One of the things I think about is I wasn't really introduced to any of the performing arts Uh or any of the artistic world as a possibility. It was just a thing you consumed. It wasn't ever like a thing you created. And like I had, uh, artistic expression in the form of like Legos and stuff I created with those. And that was immediately, oh, you could be an architect. It was just, it was capitalism manifest in yeah. any of my interests. And I you know, played football and it was like, well, I, you know, it's good to do good at football because you can get into better schools and just more of this funneling of you should do the best thing that's available to you with the resources you have, not the thing that fills you up. Yeah. And there was never any concern for what filled me up. So, that's one thing, but also football taught me a lot about doing things that you don't want to do, uh, like the commitment to other people, the teamwork mindset, you know, like uh, a lot of the compassion that I show other people in comedy comes from the compassion that I had to show teammates and that they showed me. Yeah. 
you know, like there was a go into war, like what you're saying, that Spartan, like going into a football game and that bus ride there and that like feeling like we're about to go do something. And then you run onto that field. And when you go play that first contact with the person where you're like, I'm going to fucking kill him. And that just adrenaline and that just testosterone. And you're like, especially as a center, I'm literally the middle of the fucking pack and I'm ready. And we're boom, we're fucking hitting people right off the bat like that. That adrenaline, I'm hyped up right now, dude. I'm ready to go fucking lift weights. You know, there's there's something very primitive in I just want to be clear that I'm not against it. I understand the use for but, it. I but understand the, danger, the purpose. I, so, but the danger of it is absolutely fucking real, man. And, you know, I'm actually for getting rid of helmets. I know it sounds fucking wild, but if you look at the actual data, the helmet makes football more dangerous. It makes football way more dangerous. Oh, is, are you sure this isn't like seatbelt data? Nah, dude. This is like fucking legit. Because the thing, there's like people that are anti-seatbelts that say like there's way more injuries and car crashes now when you started putting seatbelts in. But it's like, yeah, those all used to be fatalities. So yeah. like, yeah, there's more injuries now, but that's because people used to just die and now they're like, oh, I have whiplash. It's like, yeah, yeah sure. That's so much better than death. So like. We got to think. How helmet helmets. weighs about four, about five to six pounds. Sure, your I, head I weighs around time. eight pounds. I'm thinking right now. I'm picturing my helmet that I still have from my high school to career. I kept my helmet all four years because you do that yeah. when you have a. I had a really nice helmet, yeah. and it had the stripes and the stickers, and you kept it in the face mask and all that. Um, the divots and dents on that thing. Yeah. But that's because you had it. Yeah. You would actually be less inclined to use your head yep. if you didn't have a helmet. Absolutely. You're on the anti-helmet team too? Eh. No, they look dope, so. Yeah, they look so <laughs> fucking cool. You put one on at the beginning of this. They look sick as fuck, dude. Oh, yeah, it does look cool. Yeah, dude, but, we're warriors. But, you know, we can't, we can't be women. We can't do everything for aesthetics. <sighs> Ouch. <laughs> Ouch, dog. <laughs> Can I bow? Do I bow with that? Yeah, fucking ouch. But, so, all right, I would be less inclined to use my head. All right. Did I just turn into Andrew Tate? I don't know. Uh, I, feel, I feel like I'm morphing. Oh, no. Oh, no. Your hair. Oh, no. What happened? Ah. Oh, no. My beard's getting shorter. Yeah, it's about to fall out, dog. Wait, oh, shit, I've got I Bugatti the keys. Team. Yep, yep. Yeah, we're getting swatted. I've got, I've got Bugatti keys. Are the Romanian police coming? Yeah. Ooh, do I get the pizza? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dude, this has been so much fun. I love you, Bubba. Um, we are going to be doing a podcast together this year. Boo Boo Buddies, all about childhood trauma. Yeah, so uh, look for that sometime soon. <laughs> yeah, they got to help me build my studio. Uh, January 20th, don't forget Mike's big ice cream event at Besame. Uh, go, you know, you just, you've already followed me on Instagram. You know about my shit. But I'm also going to be roasting at the fucking comedy store. Joe Urell, I'm coming for you. And if I win, I'm taking your fucking parking spot. Uh, John, you, what do you got to plug, buddy? Um, January 11th through the 15th, I'm at Zany's in Chicago with Big J. Hell yeah. And that's pretty much it for right now. Chai Town's Finest, that's it? Yeah, it's, that's all I want to plug for right now. Okay, well, uh, going to the John, J-O-N on Instagram. Uh, John me. Carden, a pleasure. As always, thank you for getting highly social. Yes, fuck Alabama. Yeah, fuck Alabama.